Good morning. Welcome to the Lord's service to us by way of his name, word, and with his very body and blood. A couple of announcements this morning. Sunday school and Bible classes continue today at 9.30 a.m. Join us in the lounge for refreshments, and then adults head off into the gym for a study entitled The St. Peter Option, or to the fellowship hall uh, for the new member class entitled Catechesis for Life. Sunday school children, uh, kindergarten through fifth grade, begin with an opening in the music room. Sixth and eighth through eighth graders meet in the school fifth grade classroom, and the high school Bible class meets in the school seventh grade classroom. Join us in between services for the study of God's word. This week is National Lutheran Schools Week. Uh, check out the bulletin for the many activities taking place this week at our school. Uh, a group of students will be singing this morning uh, during the service and actually singing up front uh, today. So uh, for those of you visiting, the best way to follow along is to put your bulletin in the back of your hymnal, and then you simply go to the page indicated on the panel. Note, right after the Old Testament reading is when the children will come forward, and students of our school. Um, so students come right up right after the Old Testament reading. But note, uh, congregation, that you'll be singing a verse of that hymn as well from 561. The green sheet is also there for you. It has the readings for today, notes on today's service, and a devotion for you to be used throughout the week. So all the announcements I have, please stand, and the bells will call us to worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us kneel for confession and absolution. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by how we have done, and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your presence and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. 
As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, mercifully look upon our infirmities and stretch forth the hand of your majesty to heal and defend us. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the third Sunday after the Epiphany is from Jonah chapter 3. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, three days' journey in breadth. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's journey. And he called out, Yet forty days, and Nineveh will be over, shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They called for a fast and put on sackcloth, from the greatest of them to the least of them. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil way, 
God relented of the disaster that he had said he would do to them, and he did not do it. This is the word of the Lord.
The epistle is from 1 Corinthians chapter 7. This is what I mean, brothers. The appointed time has grown very short. From now on, let those who have wives live as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no goods, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. After John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their, mo their boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. This is the gospel of the Lord. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. One of the scariest days of my life took place about 30 years ago. One of the scariest days for Pastor Mech took place about 35 years ago. We had both prepared studying to be pastors in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and it was the day of our call to the parish where God had chosen for us to serve. I don't know about you, Pastor Mech, but we had this routine where we would always go to the student commons and there would be a map set up and we would all throw darts in a pool to see who would get the closest to where they were actually assigned. I remember I was not very good at darts and I think I ended up in Hawaii, which today would have been pretty good. The joke was for us was that you would end up in Zap, North Dakota. I don't know what it was for St. Louis, but it was someplace. Gun Barrel, Texas. Those are the places that you didn't want to go to. I remember being lined up that year in St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Dr. Al Berry, who was the president of the synod at that time, was preaching. And I remember he preached on this text and he said, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. My name is at the beginning of the alphabet, so I came up pretty quick, but the three gentlemen before me all were called overseas. I was getting a little bit worried. There it was, a call to Vermilion, South Dakota. Where in the world is that? For Pastor Mac, it was DuCoin, Illinois. Where in the world is that? I know I was scared to death. I can only imagine what Jonah felt like when he received that call to go to Nineveh, a wicked city. Or how Andrew and James and John felt as they received the call to leave those nets behind, to leave their vocations and to go into a new vocation to be apostles, that is, sent ones. The message that each one of us received was quite simple. Repent and believe the gospel. Amen. I could walk out of the pulpit. Some of you might like that. The message that we would, was given was simply this, to point people to the one who did for us what we could not do for ourselves, the one who did what no other teaching or philosophy or way of life could do, and that is conquer death. This is why Jesus came. To rescue each and every one of us from the death sentence that has been passed down to us from Adam and Eve. To rescue us from sin, death, and hell. Oh, there were other great teachers and prophets who lived and died. Jesus came to die, but then to live. The twelve would be sent out to preach that in Jesus there is life. And so the message of repentance, that is to turn away from unbelief in faith to Jesus, 
to turn away from all the other teachings and philosophies and ways of life that lead to death and believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Apart from him, there is no other way. There is no forgiveness of sins. Quite frankly, that's why we have Lutheran schools. Why the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod has had schools from its beginning over 175 years ago. We sometimes forget this. The best thing that we can give to our children is to bring them to Jesus. You see, we all face something before us. It's called a death sentence because of sin. Death is horrible. Death is a bully. It is sad. It is a separation because sin is all those things. We die be and sin because sin robs us of life. We were not created to die. Death is not a part of life. Sin and death are intrusions into the life that God gave to us. And so if death is to be defeated, then sin must be defeated. And that is why science will never be able to defeat death. Oh, it can prolong and extend life, but the only one who can overcome it is sinless. Jesus, who defeated death. Christianity is not just another teaching, another philosophy, or another way of life. It's not just a matter of, you have your teaching and I have mine, which so many today think that Jesus is just but one of many. If it were a matter of following example, that would be true. But following Jesus is following him to the cross. It is to see there your sin and death on Jesus, the innocent one who deserves no death. It is to see Jesus as your substitute. It is to see the great love of God there for you through the forgiveness of sins by his crucifixion. There is no other way out of death to life than through Jesus. Follow me, Jesus says to these disciples. Follow me and hear that I forgive you and all of your sins. All of the grisly, horrible, unthinkable sins. I know them all and I took them upon myself in the cross. I was declared guilty for you so that you would be declared not guilty because of me. And so follow me and no longer die a death that ends your life, but receive a life that will end your death. Not only do we celebrate Lutheran Schools Week this week, but this is also a Sunday that we set apart as Life Sunday. This is the message of Life Sunday, the sanctity of human life from the moment of conception to the moment of our last breath. It is the message that we preach every week. In Jesus there is life. In Jesus there is salvation for all, from womb to the tomb. Now today and this week in our church, we remember the sanctity of human life. It's not so in our country today. Abortion is a problem. 
64 million in the United States alone these past 50-some years have been aborted, and the number is growing. Oh, I know that Roe versus Way has been turned over, and now it's been put back to the states, but you know the arguments out there. The problem is this, it is it's moving from the clinic to the pharmacy, where abortion is easily to get as buying and taking an aspirin, without any questions. But it's not also just abortion, it's also mercy killing and assisted suicide. It's also withholding treatment from those who need it. Making decisions about how to spend health care dollars based not on need, but on those who will provide the greatest return on investment. The problem is how many are seduced into seeing how death is an answer to the solution to their problems. And it even happens with Christians. Even you and me and in our families. For the same fears, the same greed, the same lust, the same selfishness lives in all of our hearts too. Christians have abortions. Christians commit suicide. Christians lash out and kill in thought, word, and deed, and desire. The truth is we all need Jesus to repent and believe in the gospel that your sins are forgiven, all of them. That you are welcome in this house, into this school. You see, the church is not a gymnasium. It is a hospital of mercy and grace which turns no one away. Oh, to be sure, in this place you will hear the message of the law preached severely which will diagnose your sinful condition. You are sinful and unclean and so am I and so is he. Did you hear the prayer that we gathered together and prayed to our Lord this morning? Almighty and everlasting God, look upon our infirmities and stretch forth the hand of your majesty to heal and defend us. That's what happens here. Christ stretches forth his hand to you. He welcomes you into his house. He welcomes in sin-sick sinners with all of the rest of us who are included, who have gone down the wrong paths. So Jesus says to you today, follow me, come home. Welcome home and receive the washing of Jesus' forgiveness in the waters of baptism. Return to those waters in confession and hear again that you are forgiven in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, no, no matter how great the sin you may have committed. There is no sin and no sinner too big for Jesus' forgiveness. If there were, then you could be sure that God would never have sent Jonah to Nineveh. Nineveh was the capital of Assyria. And the Assyrians were some of the meanest, vilest, most disgusting, orniest, evil people that have ever lived. They would look, make Hamas look innocent. That's how evil it was. That's why Jonah didn't want to go. But God would not let him not go. You see, even for the Assyrians, Jesus died. For their sin, that they may live. And also for you, and for me, and for all people. And look what happened. The Assyrians repented 
and return to Christ. For every life is valuable to God, whether you live in a house or in a womb. Whether you're walking upright or walking around and confined to a wheelchair. Whether you are out making a name for yourself or no longer able to remember your own name. Whether you're from Israel or Palestine, Afghanistan, Ukraine or Russia or the United States. You are valuable to our holy triune God. You may not be valuable to anyone else, but you are to him. You are worth the life of his only begotten son who died that you may live. And all of your children and grandchildren are welcome here daily to know that they are loved, that their sins are died for. I told a story last week in Bible class. By the way, come to one sometime. It's good for you. That's the law. The story was told this way. I was a pastor at Lamb of God Lutheran Church in Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin, and served also at Christ Lutheran Academy. We serviced all sorts of children. There was a young family who was having many difficulties. They were close to getting a divorce. but They sent their children to our school. Ariel was her name. Her little brother couldn't attend our school because he had muscular dystrophy. But Ariel learned about Jesus. She learned the hymns and the liturgy by heart. Oh, she was a squirrely little one. Sometimes I didn't know if she was listening or not. Until the day that I got the phone call from her dad. You see, her mother suffered from alcohol disorder. And her mother forgot to get up in the middle of the night and to clean out the tube that went into Colin's body. Colin died that evening. We had the funeral for little eight-year-old Colin. And you know what hymn Ariel picked out? It was the hymn, God's Own Child, I Gladly Say It, I Am Baptized Into Christ. The one verse says, Death, you cannot end my gladness, I am baptized into Christ. That's what we teach here in that this place. It's the best gift that you could ever give unto your children. It's the life that he gives to you here. That all people may have this life is what we pray for each and every day as a staff and a faculty. And I know that you pray for us too. And so come, follow him. Follow him this morning to this holy altar where he gives to you the medicine of immortality, his precious body and blood, which forgives all of your sins. And then as you leave this place, live that life of love and mercy to others. Speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. Defend the defendless. Proclaim that message of life. You see, Jesus is our victory over death. He is our hope in the midst of despair. His love is for all, for the most vulnerable. His strength is for the weak. And his good comes from suffering. Don't worry, God will give you the opportunities. And he will work through you. Follow me, he simply says, and he will do the rest. You can count on it. 
You can depend on him. You won't be disappointed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith to Christ Jesus, to life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you desire not the death of a sinner, but that all would repent and believe the gospel. In the epiphany of your Son, your time of salvation and your kingdom have come near. As this world passes away, give faithfulness and urgency to your church to proclaim the gospel of our God to all people. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of the harvest, as you called Simon, Peter, and Andrew, James, and John to follow you and made them fishers of men. So send faithful preachers of your gospel in our time. Increase the spirit of generosity to all who support the missionaries, seminaries, colleges, and other institutions of our church for the spread of the gospel and the service of God's people. We thank you especially this day for our Lutheran schools, including Trinity and Lutheran High School, and ask your continued blessing on them. Guide and direct those going into church work, including Ruth, James, Luke, and Harvey. And grant your continued blessing to Colleen Rent, who faithfully serves as Trinity School Secretary. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, preserve our nation with its rulers. Call to repentance those who have forgotten you. Spare Joseph, our president, Tony, our governor, and all who serve for the good of this people. Do not let this disaster befall us, but preserve us in peace and quietness. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful Father, turn us from every distracting anxiety in the dealings of this world that would draw our hearts away from your blessed gospel and its end, eternal life. Give us confidence in the resurrection and the peace of a clean conscience by the forgiveness of sins in Jesus' name. Graciously behold and help those for whom we pray, especially the unborn, Sharon in extended care after brain surgery, Glenn Heitzman who has a brain tumor, Sue Gensch, who will have shoulder surgery this week. Tim, recovering after surgery. The victims of war in the Middle East and the Ukraine. Bart, for continued management of his illness. Marion, Lisa, Charles, Carl, Emmy, Tim, Benjamin, Bernadette, Sue, Jennifer, Sharon, Doris, Timothy, Ronald, John, and Mary. All in treatment for cancer. And for the family of Jacob, Janan, and the family of Alois, and Marie Vandaloo, who were remembered today. Bring them your comfort and peace. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Lord, in your holy sacrament, you deliver the gospel proclaimed by your Son and won by his death and his true body and blood. Work repentance and faith in all who commune and unite them in a sincere confession of your divine truth at this altar. Lord, in your mercy. All these things and whatever else you know that we need, grant us, Father, for the sake of him who died and rose again and now lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated for the offering and for the signing of the Friendship Register.
Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you. Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, for what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son, in him being found in the substance of our mortal nature. You have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you've had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us to do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. 
body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen, preserve, and keep your body and soul in the one true faith to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come and the Holy Supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming we may, together with all your saints, celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Mm -hmm.